This is KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine, and this is Get the Funk Out. Standing by to join me is actress, filmmaker, comedian, and creator of the funny mental health podcast, Crying Behind Sunglasses, Katie Dahl. Welcome to the show. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. Well, thank you for having me as a guest on your podcast. That was amazing. Your episode is actually one of my most popular ones. People really? are still downloading it and listening to it. Oh. So you've got, you've got a lot of wisdom to share. Thank you. <laughs> no, you know, I think it's, uh, well, I've had my own struggles since I was little. And um, it's a daily thing, as I mentioned to you, taking care of your mental health. Really, for me, mental and physical health. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Yeah, every day I'm always, uh, I try to stick to my morning routine of, meditating and journaling and then working out. I mean, I try not to put too much pressure on myself because uh, some days my body just doesn't feel like it, but at least doing some sort of stretching or something to get in touch with my body. I find that mind-body connection to be really important for me. Definitely. I, uh, I think I told you on your show, I walk every morning mm-hmm. and I love it. I mean, whether... I'm looking at nature or I'm actually listening to a podcast or learning something, just, just getting those two things done does something to my, my mood all day. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think it, there's someone told me that your brain waves are different in the morning. Like they're more receptive to whatever you're going to get them. And I think that that is why it sets the tone for your whole day. So I'm sure it's hard for people that are not morning people though, because you don't want to get up. You you stay up late. It's hard to get up. And then there's this cycle, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think what I try to do is if you have something to look forward to in the morning, um, I have a dog, which is great because then I can look forward to walking her and she has a little bit of a routine. So it forces me to have a routine. (laughs) I told you I got a dog like two years ago. Yes. Yes. The, the, uh, the Labradoodle, right. Or is it Golden Golden Doodle? Doodle. Yes. yes. And I had never been a dog person and I kept fighting it. My daughter kept saying, but it'll be good. It'll help me with anxiety and depression. And I'm like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, it was quite the adventure and getting used to, you know, all the things that were happening from the baseboard being chewed off to the floors being eaten to, (laughs) to, till 2 a.m. barking, you know, all these mishap. But she's so cute. And I actually feel like it's really benefited me. Oh, that's so great. Yeah. I mean, especially when you have a family dog, I feel like it just provides constant entertainment. Even if there's some sort of disagreement that happens, you can all look over at the dog and laugh. Oh, I know. know. (laughs) Yesterday she went and just sat on me, just laid down on top of me. And I'm like, Piper, I got to get up. And she just would not move. And she's licking my face. And, you know, I feel like they're really smart and they just give you what you need at that right moment. Yeah, no, absolutely. My, my dog, I mean, I don't know if I'd call her a therapy dog. Um, I feel like she sometimes is a little bit aloof like a cat. <laughs> but when I really need her, she will stay with me and lay on my chest. She's tiny, so it's He's not cute. too uncomfortable. He looks like she has a mohawk. I, all I saw was this, like, cool do. Yes, yes, she does have, she has like a wire hair uh, thing and it just sticks up right on top. And I love it. Uh, she's, I could talk about my rescue dog all day long, honestly. Like I, when I was thinking about starting this podcast, I was almost like, 
um, going to have a dog and therapy podcast <laughs> <laughs> um, where I just have com- like comedians and different people come on and talk about their dogs. But I was like, mm, I don't want to get too niche. And I'm sure yeah. whatever whatever show I end up doing, I'll end up talking about my dog anyway. So it's yeah. fine. <laughs> the cat people would be very offended. Yes. Yes. Well, uh, actually my, my new boyfriend has two cats. So we've been Brady bunching, uh, the, the cats with the dog. And you that's mind that? Or are you okay with the cats? Oh, well, um, I've always loved cats when I was a kid actually, because my mom was allergic and everyone I've ever really hung out with is allergic except for me. I had this, um, well, it was this like unrequited romance <laughs> with the idea of having a cat. I was sure. obsessed with it. Uh, so it's been fun. Uh, one of the cats gets along with her really well. And the other one, uh, he, he really likes to play, but it scares her because she's smaller than both of the cats. He'll run up and he'll go bop, 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 and then he'll run away. <laughs> and then my dog screams. It's, That's it's funny. very funny. <laughs> That's really funny. Yeah. So let's talk about your podcast. Uh-huh. How did this all come about? What, why did you decide to do this? Sure. So Crying Behind Sunglasses um, basically came about about a year and a half ago. I had this idea of like, huh, I really want to get over my anxiety because I feel like my anxiety is holding me back from my success. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't figure out a way through that. Like I had been going to therapy and taking medications and meditating, doing all the things, all the things they tell you to do. Sure. But I think that for me, holding it as a secret and not t- being more public about it was holding me back. Yes. Uh, so what I thought was instead of having this negative thought of, oh, my anxiety is holding me back from my success. What's the opposite of that? Because it's my brain is wired differently. I'm never going to be quote unquote cured, right? I just have to learn how to live with this. Um, Is that what if I could be successful either because of or um, in conjunction with my anxiety and that me being able to succeed either in acting or filmmaking or other entertainment things, I could inspire others by saying, you know what? I did this even though I just had a panic attack yesterday. And that's something that really inspired me because I was like, oh, okay, if I can lift other people up, Mm -hmm. then that puts me on a mission. (laughs) And uh, so with the podcast, um, basically I thought, okay, well, I've listened to a lot of other podcasts that are in the self-help space and a lot of them take themselves too seriously. And I thought for me, the biggest thing to get over different mental health things has always been comedy. Uh, Mm -hmm. I've done improv and sketch and stand up hosting my own comedy show and um, being able to laugh about something. As soon as you can laugh about it, it doesn't have power over you anymore. Definitely. So that was kind of the impulse with the podcast was just like, okay, yeah, like I'm going to interview people about their depression, their anxiety, eating disorders, whatever it is that they've been through um, to see how they've gotten to where they are today. But also let's, let's find a way to laugh about it because this, you know, there are so many different parts of the human experience. And we, if we just sit in the doom and the gloom, we're not gonna be able to pull ourselves out of it. Right. And when you can be your authentic self, there's a certain sense of, uh, like what a relief just to be you and not be hiding behind this. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Being able to, cause I think 
my relationship with social media before starting this podcast was kind of weird. I was like, well, okay. Like I post about being an actor making films and like, great. But I always felt like I was hiding part of myself. And there was always part of it that felt dishonest. Like I had to put on this happy face all the time. And so once I decided to start this movement, I could just, it was really scary at first to be like, hi, I've (laughs) got anxiety. I do. And I have panic attacks sometimes and I'm being vulnerable. I'm not always as strong as you think I am. Mm -hmm. Um, It was really scary to put myself out there. But what I realized was the response has been so amazing. It's been so different. All of a sudden things are easy. I'm not fighting against things anymore. And um, I had so many people messaging me saying, thank you for talking about these things because I'm going through the same thing. And this helps me to feel like I'm less weird. Yes. Um, You're being real. And that is so relatable. And I think people are craving that right now is somebody who's just real and they can relate to. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's hard to relate to all the celebrities who have escaped COVID-19 by hanging out in the Hamptons (laughs) and just throwing beach parties all day, you know? (laughs) Right. (laughs) So it's like they're there is a lot of pain and death and darkness in the world. And, oh, tremendous. And so to not acknowledge that is, or to not be affected by it is unrealistic. Of course, we're going to be affected by it. Of course, our productivity is going to be different during these times. And we have to learn to be patient with ourselves. And like for me, um, be putting out a podcast episode every single week and having these conversations with people has been so healing. Um, so even though I am doing it, um, to inspire others to take care of their mental health, um, a fun side effect that I didn't really think about was like, Oh, this is really great for me too. being able to just be kind of an unlicensed therapist, helping people to laugh about absolutely whatever they're going through. Right. Right. Well, you're also not saying this is what you should do. You're just saying, hey, this is what worked for me. This is who I am. And maybe it'll work for you, but giving them a platform to feel open. Yeah, no, absolutely. I I think that uh, even if you do go to a therapist, a good therapist is not going to just sit there and prescribe whatever um, way of thinking is good for every single patient. A good therapist would listen to your problems and kind of... uh, figure out the solution along with you. Sure. Right. So. No, more and more times I'm reading so many articles that are talking about how we're in a mental health pandemic and it was actually happening before March, but now it's completely amped up. And especially for people that are, are younger. Well, it, it doesn't, it affects everybody. Okay. It does. Yeah. My niece actually just went off to college um, for her freshman year um, in Texas, which I was really worried about, but they're apparently figuring out a way to do it safely. And uh, I think for her, it's been really difficult. She didn't get prom. She didn't get to graduate properly. I mean, yeah, she, she graduated obviously. Yes. Student, but no ceremony, no prom. Mm -hmm. And now she called me being like, you know, I feel really homesick. I feel kind of weird because it's like, she only has this little bubble of friends. She doesn't get to have that same experience that a normal college freshman would of like, oh my God, I'm free. I get to go to all these parties and meet all these people. It's different. Yeah. Right. I'm free. I get to stay in my apartment with my three people exactly, (laughs) and pay that big price tag. I mean, it's so hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, 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 there are a lot of different experiences that are different. I mean, um, I think especially parents who have to 
have their kids at home and do facilitate distance learning while they're also maybe trying to work. I mean, it's just a lot of different challenges that we haven't had to face before. Right. So uh, people having a mental health crisis, you're right, it's not new. I mean, there's there have been symptoms of this happening forever. Yes. The difference is, I think in a positive way, people are being forced to sit with their thoughts now because you don't have distractions. Right. You can't just say, oh, I'm having a bad day. I'm going to go out and meet my friends at the bar. Right. right? You're right. stuck. So if you're stuck, then eventually you've got to work on it. Right. Definitely. <laughs> Do you find that um, some of the people that are tuning in or commenting on Facebook are younger? Um, I would say most of them are around like millennial age range. So like um, late twenties into their thirties, um, a lot of them are at the phase of their life where they're like, okay, I already had a career going. I was about to get ready to move to the next phase of my life of maybe, um, you know, leveling up in my career or getting more serious about my relationship or maybe getting a house. And then it's like, everything has been completely put on pause yes. or changed right. by what's happening right now. Yes. Do you find you have become more creative in this time? Uh, yes. Yes. I think especially in the first month or two, mm -hmm. I was like a machine. I don't know what was going on. I think, well, I was like, what? What, like <laughs> were you thinking of script ideas? Cause I know how I was, but what were you doing? Yeah. So like in the first month or so, um, I had just gone through a breakup and I drove out to Palm Desert and I said, wait a minute, the first month, like March, yeah. you went through I a breakup. That is rough. <laughs> oh, you didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, so it was not caused by the pandemic. It happened a week before the stay home, stay at home order. Okay. You're like, I'm not staying home with you. <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't even that. It okay. was very bad timing. It's okay. Yeah. I get it. <laughs> I mean, in hindsight, yes, I, probably not a person I would have wanted to stay at home with. Right. Uh, maybe that was my, my women, female intuition, you know, yeah. feeling that there was a storm coming and I didn't want to ride it out with this person. I don't know, but right. it was a full week before the entire planet changed. Yes. Uh, and so I live alone with my dog and I was like, you know what? I can't, I, I thought, well, okay, maybe I can do a full year of being alone and not having a romantic relationship. However, like I'm really scared right now. I don't know what's going on. So I just drove out to my parents' house because <laughs> it's a safe space. And while, while I was there, um, I just, I think my reaction to the world being on fire was just my brain started firing off all these different synapses. Suddenly I was playing guitar and writing songs. Mm -hmm. um, I was recording them. Actually, my friend Joey Clift, he did this project that anybody, that people should check out called the 50 States Project. Um, he commissioned songs from hundreds of comedians and put out 50 albums of music on SoundCloud. Wow. <laughs> and uh, this is all in the beginning of the pandemic. And it was kind of, it started out as a joke because I guess, I don't, I'm not pronouncing it correctly, but Sufjan Stevens, Sufjan Stevens. I, I don't know the correct pronunciation. It's okay. okay. The folk musician, he had a project a few years ago where he was going to make an album for every single state, but he stopped after two. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so my friend Joey decided to pick up the slack and have everybody do it. And so next thing I know, I'm writing songs about Hawaii. And, uh, oh, 
uh, Nebraska and different things. And it was such a beautiful creative outlet. And what was so fun for me, which I think a lot of your listeners might tap into if they're, if they are creative type of people Mm -hmm. is that I'm not a musician. I don't pretend to be an expert at it. And, um, I think playing guitar and writing those songs and being okay with being bad at it was just so free. All of a sudden I just felt like, Oh, okay. Yes. I don't have to be perfect and it can just be fun. Exactly. And then that kind of spilled over into a lot of other things. I started writing a screenplay. I have a feature that I'm like 80% done with now. Uh, And then this podcast, obviously I went just balls to the wall immediately started interviewing people and um, yeah, the the creativity was just kind of seeping out everywhere. Um, And now, I mean, we're six months in, so I'm not in that same insane creative mode, (laughs) but (laughs) I do think uh, that's, that's been my escape ever since I was a kid. Even when I was going through bad things, when I was a child, I used to write a lot of poetry. Um, That's good. Really good outlet. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have advice for people that are going through a tough time or as I call the funk? The funk. The funk. Yeah. I mean, I would say the main thing I use to get out of a funk is if it's, if it's a sad funk, then I'll want to call someone you know, um, because regardless of what you're going through, you're not alone. And it might feel like you're the only person who's ever felt these terrible feelings. It's just isolating, you know, and we are by definition isolated right now. So texting or calling your friends, that's a huge one. And then I would say if it's more of an anxious panic state, then usually what I like to do is just stop, stop whatever I'm doing. and check in with myself and take a few deep breaths, which is easier said than done if you're panicking, but take a few deep breaths and say, okay, I'm, I'm, is what's happening right now in this room to kind of do the grounding exercises. What am I feeling? What am I sensing? What am I smelling? What am I seeing? Mm -hmm. And when it can tap into those actual tangible things that are happening in this moment, I can realize 99% of the time, the sky is not falling. I'm not actually dying. I'm going to be okay. (laughs) Yeah. You know what I would do sometimes? Let's say, let's say I was going out an audition or a big meeting for something. I would bring um, some lotion that was very um, homeopathic or therapeutic. And I would put it on my neck just so I could smell something really calming. It smelled like a spa. And just kind of taking that moment to just breathe and relax and calm your nerves is everything. Yeah, aromatherapy is amazing. I love lavender for before you go to sleep. That can be really calming. Or um, I'm trying to think what else. Like peppermint can sometimes be energizing. It's really interesting how uh, all of our senses are just so connected. I mean, I've been having actually lately on the more negative end of it, I've had having a lot of stomach issues and I think it's, it's a manifestation of stress. Oh, definitely. Because your gut and your brain, it's all very connected. Right. Yeah. No, I've had that all my life, like stomach pains, anxiety, stomach aches. I'm like, here we go. You know, but you have to kind of like figure out like what to do when that happens. Yeah. Yeah. I think that a lot of times it's, it's uh, my body trying to tell me to slow down, tell Mm -hmm. me to take care of myself because, um, I sometimes when I'm not having 
a good day, I'll throw myself into work. That'll be my reaction is just, oh, let's ignore it. Let's go yeah, do something. Sure. And I think when, uh, then my body will be like, no, no, no. It's time for you to lay on the couch instead. Exactly. <laughs> so I, you just have to listen, I guess, sometimes. And uh, with my body, sometimes it has to scream at me before I will listen to it. So No, I get it. Now you, you were sharing on Instagram, some beautiful pictures. Um, you recently went away and I thought, Oh, these just looks like something out of a magazine. Oh, to Joshua tree. Yes. Yes. So I got away safely. My friend and I both got tested. So don't at me. Um, <laughs> I just like to put that as a preface because I don't, <laughs> well, I don't endorse people just running out and going on vacation yeah. without taking precautions. But yeah, my friend, um, Andy Bolt, she's actually a, a very brilliant screenwriter. Uh, and comedian, she was taking, she's been staying in Joshua Tree for months during this pandemic and invited me to come out there. And um, I find that to be such a spiritual and peaceful place for me. I love the desert. Um, I, whenever I need some sort of reset, I like to go out there and either camp or get an Airbnb and just um, turn off my phone. It's great. And just exist. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Have you been to Joshua Tree before? I haven't. I want to go. Oh, okay. Well, when this, this is over, we can we can plan a trip. I, I know all the best spots. Um, Great. When, when the world is open again, actually, I would highly recommend um, they have this thing called the Integratron. You okay. heard of it? No. What is that? Okay. The Integratron. So it, I know. It was originally built to communicate with aliens back in like I think the fifties or the sixties. Okay. Uh, so it's a perfectly round dome with these windows across the top. It kind of looks like a spaceship. And um, about 20 years ago, some hippies took it over and now they do sound baths in there. Wait a minute. I interviewed, um, well, I don't think she was doing sound baths, but um, BD Wolf. I don't know if you know who that is. Mm -hmm. She's amazing. And she does a lot of stuff with sound, but, um, so, but you had a guest on that was talking about sound baths, didn't you? Um, probably, I don't know. <laughs> I, I think she came on my show. This oh, are, ago. are you talking about and, and Andy Bolt, the one who I visited? No. She's the one on your show. Well, Andy was on my show years ago, but there was somebody else, I think on your show that talked about sound baths. Huh. Okay. Well, I can't think of it right now. I'm, it's okay. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was really, it's a really cool experience because you go in there. Um, I only went once, but I kind of, it was a very unforgettable experience. So when it's open again, I would highly recommend going. Okay. Uh, but they, you sign up beforehand and there's about 20 people in the room. You get your own little yoga mat with cushions and blankets, whatever you need to feel comfortable. You lay down. There's a person who is guiding you through what's well, kind of like a guided meditation, but also a sound bath. And they have these giant crystal bowls um, that are made of white quartz, all different sizes, and each size is a different note. And each note resonates in a different part of your body. Wow. Uh, it's wild. <laughs> so it's pretty cool. And uh, because the room is a perfectly acoustic and perfectly round, when they're playing the singing bowl, um, you can feel the direction the sound is moving in. And it's very healing for me, especially. Um, I find that sometimes I'll have those negative intrusive thoughts or even just distracting thoughts that aren't negative. And with the sound um, vibrating in your body so strongly, it's like, I couldn't even think. And that was so beautiful. <laughs> Definitely. 
I know because there's too many thoughts that come to us, even if we're doing yoga or whatever we're doing. There's so many distractions. Yeah. I mean, our brains are built to think. So yeah, I try to not be too upset about it. But um, when you get those rare moments of just complete uh, silence inside of your mind, it can be so gratifying. <laughs> My daughter just got a singing bowl about a month ago, and mm-hmm. I have been blown away. Just the sound that that thing makes. I, I had never experienced that before. Oh, really? Because, yeah, I think they do it a lot in a lot of yoga classes. I actually, uh, in a past life, I used to teach yoga. And uh, that was a big thing that people would do, especially at the end when you're laying down in Shavasana, yes. uh, playing the singing bowl. And it's just that resonant sound. I love and, it. Um, I find that there's something very physical about sound because you can feel it. You know, when you go to a concert and you have that loud music, it vibrates in you. Yes. And, uh, so sometimes if there's something that you can't talk yourself out of having music, I mean, even just listening to a good song, it'll change your whole mood. Oh, completely. Completely. So, um, so have there been any surprises in your life during the quarantine? Any <laughs> things that have happened maybe, perhaps? Uh, well, I know fear. exactly what you're trying to, to, to ask me about because you asked me if it was okay <laughs> before yeah. the interview. I'm an open book. So um, my life has been a little bit of a um, weird rom-com mm-hmm. uh, behind the scenes in quarantine because so about a month after that breakup that I told you about, which um, he's a great person. It was three and a half years of thinking it was going to work. It just, you know, sometimes it just doesn't work. Right. And um, I said to myself, you know, I, I, this is not what I want. I want something different. And um, I fully thought I was going to spend a full year alone because of COVID-19 and everything. And um, out of the blue, um, a friend of mine who was a platonic best friend since I've been 14 years old, we met in biology class um, uh-huh. when I was 14, <laughs> um, texted me uh, and Next thing I know, we are having a whirlwind romance, um, and I had never, it was just completely unexpected, completely surprising, and this is someone who I literally had, we, I would go to his house and play video games with him and his friends. That was always one of the dudes. Mm -hmm. It was never anything romantic. I'd fall asleep in his bed. I remember I tried to kiss him when I was in my early 20s and he was like, no, 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 we don't do that. We're just friends, which is why it was very confusing when I, all of a sudden during quarantine, we, when he first reached out, it was just, we were just friends. You know, he was like, hey, he was going through a breakup at the same time I went through a breakup. And he said, hey, I know we haven't talked in a while. I'm really sorry about that, but I'm going through this breakup and I could really use a friend. That's nice. You know, and so I was like, oh, okay, great. So we start talking and we're talking on the phone for an hour every night. We're watching, um, oh, a thing that your listeners should use Netflix party. We were, uh, oh, yes. it's a thing where you can both watch Netflix when you're not together. So we were right. watching Tiger King together. We were, you know, all the things that people were doing in the beginning of the pandemic. And then, uh, one day he just called me and yeah, it was like something out of a movie. He called me and just confessed. He said, I'm in love with you. I've been in love with you since the day I met you in high school. Oh. He never told me and he's loved me this whole, I was like, this is so crazy. I started laughing. I didn't even know what to say because he's kind of a prankster. Oh, so you really I, thought he was just, just, just joking. Well, I didn't know. It was so, you never get that phone call. What, right. Only people in movies get that phone call of I love you and I've always right. been in love with you. He's and probably I'm like so shot down and you're laughing at him. 
<laughs> he, luckily, he's a very confident guy, so it didn't throw oh, him. Oh, good. But I started laughing. I was like, this is not, I mean, you have to be joking because yeah. I don't understand. This is very- That's how life works, though. It's, I call it a wily moment when you least expect it. Yeah. And he said, no, I'm, I, I assure you, I am not joking. I was like, well, I don't know how I feel about you because <laughs> I mean, the whole time we've just been friends. And I also, um, we hadn't seen each other in three years in person. Oh. And I was like, I haven't even been in the same room as you. I don't even know. Like, yeah, I had a crush on you a long time ago, but like you turned me down one. Okay. <laughs> and two, like, right. I don't even know it, with, with the pheromones and the chemistry, you can't tell unless you're in the same room as someone. Exactly. You got to breathe the same air, which during COVID-19, not really something no. people would be doing. But uh, eventually after talking for a while, I said, okay, you know what? I'm going to give this a shot. Um, not even give it a shot romantically, just give it a shot of like, I'll hang out in the same room as you. Sure. You know? um, and I was still kind of getting over my breakup. It was still a mess. And I was like, listen, if you want to hang out with me, fine. But just so you know, like, I'll probably need like an hour a day to like cry over my ex-boyfriend <laughs> and whatever. But uh, it would be really nice to be held by someone. Like I would sure. love to just get, have That's a hug. Nice. Yeah. Right. Just a, even a, a non-sexual. Exactly. Cuddle. Right, uh, and that's that's really all I wanted. And then it was crazy because I remember us getting together, and at first it was a little awkward. We uh, went and got In and Out Burger. <laughs> we met in an In and Out parking lot, and so I was like, "Hmm, this is weird. Was this a bad decision? <laughs> what? Romantic? <laughs> I mean, for us, yes, because yeah. we used to get In and Out together all the time in high school. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. So we're LA natives. Uh, <laughs> so, but then I remember us getting back. Um, and being inside and taking our masks off and having that first hug. Mm -hmm. And I was completely sober, not on any drugs. And I felt, I felt like I was on drugs. I felt this like fireworks, this just amazing feeling. That's amazing. And like, I was just transported through time and space into this other realm. And I was like, oh, okay, well, I guess this is, this is powerful. This is different. Definitely. This is real. Yeah. Um, it's been really beautiful. Um, I think uh, both of us have supported each other through a lot during this time. Like he had a death in his family. I had a death in my family. We've been able to weather all of that together. Sure. Um, and um, us like just, I think also having a very similar sense of humor and being with someone who makes me laugh so hard that I actually can't breathe. <laughs> like I lose my breath and I have to tell him to stop whatever, whatever bit it is that he's doing. Like that's yes. a good sign. I think. I love that. <laughs> well, I want to thank you for sharing every aspect of your life right now. I mean, it really, you, you don't know who you're going to touch right now with everything that's going on. So I really appreciate you being so open. Where can people find out more about you? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I, I love sharing all of that. And, um, you know, I, I hope that me shining a light on something positive during these times can be inspiring for other people. Um, so crying behind sunglasses, if you look that up on iTunes, Spotify, pretty much anywhere that you listen to podcasts, I would love for you to go listen and leave a review. Um, and then for me, I'm at Katie Dahl, K-A-T-Y-D-O-L-L-E, very active on Instagram, but also on all the other things. Um, and the, the social media for the podcast is at crying behind pod. Great. Thank you so much. I really love this. And uh, when things are safer, I'm going to take you up on that Joshua Tree trip. Yes, absolutely. We'll have to record an episode out there. <laughs> Sounds good.